Hey everyone, welcome to the 16th episode of Field Reports, formerly ARC Episodes. I'm your friendly neighborhood DM, Tom, and I've got a few things to cover before we get into the speed run of the next 7 or 8 episodes of the campaign. First and foremost, thank you for sticking with us for the last 3 years and going down the proverbial rabbit hole with us. I know I'm just giving you guys a very basic uh, background on what's happened in these three years on these episodes, but I thank you nonetheless. We wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, second, please uh, check out our social media accounts on most major platforms if you can. Just search the Medusa's Cascade on the platform and give us a follow. We have some cool stuff coming and it's worth checking out. Lastly, if you're listening on a streaming platform, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it does help get the podcast out there for others to discover, and we would all appreciate the love and support. So now, without further ado, we will jump into the field report of the party's downtime after the Web of Fate, or as I have been lovingly calling it, Return on Investment. Party returns to Naimora after the recent events, finding no traces of the incursion. Zack's parents are back, unpacking their belongings. Galahad, with a piece of the Heartwood's root, rushes to make arrangements for his armor, anticipating a period without it. Potionos seeks information about his old friend, Ice on the Lake, and Zex and Salix delve into family history. The rest of the party engages in shopping and gear trading, with Shanks receiving his enchanted elven saber. Amidst the respite, a shadowy figure begins trailing the group, providing vital information about JM's safety through a mysterious woman. She leaves them with a black feather, hinting at a future rendezvous. Galahad and Shanks engage in a drinking contest, resulting in Galahad's victory. Zex contacts Argo, who assures him everything is fine, though Zex discerns that things are far from okay. It's revealed that Argo is on his way to talk to Antonius, prompting concern among the party. Galahad receives a vision from Bahamut, 
clarifying his role as the Dragon God's champion. The group plans for the next stages. This is resembling their time in Grand City after defeating Strahd. Amidst revelries and pranks, the party splits to enhance Shanks' elven speed and acquire an airship for their journey to aid Quan. They meet with Aura, gather information from Torbera about the incursion, and learn of a venture to Balazar for assistance. Back at Zex's family home, the fallout from a seemingly harmless prank on Shanks reveals his long-standing mental struggles. After a heartfelt exchange, the party disperses for last-minute shopping. They spend the evening exchanging cultures and drinks at a venue, concluding with a show by the bard Roscoe. Zex has a contemplative moment, and a sincere conversation between Zex and Hoshino unfolds. Hoshino later converses with the Daughter of the Weave, gaining insights into his companions and feeling their shared pain even before their formation. The next morning marks Zex's 34th birthday, celebrated with a surprise breakfast banquet. Some of the group finalizes arrangements for travel on the airship, the Swift Hummingbird, while Hoshino and Argyle gather essential items, and Shanks seeks guidance from the light of Elrin. On the journey to Glasmade Isles, Shanks and Salix continue refining the elven speed, and Hoshino performs the legend lore spell with the group to uncover information about Argyle's guardian's rapier. The spell reveals this bit of cryptic information. The guardian's rapier is a rose of thorns once held by Ebo, who plucked it from the heart of her people's betrayal. Gervis, the Void Dragon, served as her shield and companion on her journey, but the rapier's true potential remains dormant, buried beneath layers of thorns, waiting for the one who possesses the courage to navigate its twists and turns. Yet, be warned, for in the center of the rose lies a seed of both light and dark, a seed that could bloom into a flower of beauty or a weed of destruction. Choose your path wisely where the thorns will cut deep and the consequences will echo far. Quan, their ally, sends an arcane message detailing strange occurrences in his homeland, expressing concern that it might be a bit too late. Seizing a moment of respite, the group takes the opportunity to enlighten Hoshino and Salix about the party's history before their inclusion. In the course of their conversation, Zex and Hoshino make a startling discovery. Zex's bow, Jack of All Trades, has undergone a transformation. Despite multiple attempts, uncovering the new features proves uh, challenging, until they realize that one of the runes now allows Zex to create teleportation circles wherever he goes. Continuing their journey on the skyship, Galahad befriends a fairy dragon and negotiates a deal with the ship's captain for Zex's new art project, a teleportation circle on the deck of the swift hummingbird. The tranquility is shattered, though, as ominous clouds gather on the horizon and lightning pierces the sky. 
A formidable opponent awaits a blue dragon. Galahad discerns a connection to Tiamat, heightening the stakes. Party braces for an impending aerial battle, realizing that this skirmish in the skies may prove more challenging than anticipated. The question lingers. Will they emerge victorious? So downtime is probably one of my favorite parts of this game. It always seems to push the narratives forward with the characters, and slowly but surely we see most of the characters develop. Uh, I also find that it helps the world feel lived in, uh, especially when the party goes out to taverns or sees bards or just generally interacts with the city they're in without the worry of stopping a nefarious plot, at least for the most part. Uh, please check out our social media accounts on most major platforms. Just search for the Medusa's Cascade on the platform and give us a follow. We have some cool stuff and it's worth checking out. Also, if you're listening on a streaming platform, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it does help get the podcast out there for others to discover, and we would all appreciate the love and support. So we'll see you next week for Divergent Paths and in two weeks for Collateral Damage 126. Until then, safe travels. <laughs>